0: This is uh, KFI AM 640. Handle here. All right. Let's just get right into it. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal Legal Advice. There is a Michigan town where great houses, but you have to be a Christian to buy a house. Whoa! How does that work constitutionally? Well, here is uh, the, the, the point. First of all, it's, uh, it's a camping ground. Uh, that Methodist family started 140 years ago. It's sort of a, you know like a camp. My kids went to Jewish camp, and people go to Catholic camp, uh, day schools. It's really easy. By the way, when uh, the kids went to uh, the Jewish camp, see, most, most times you sit around the campfire and you sing songs and kumbaya. The camp they went to, they did derivatives uh, in front of the fire. That's how I knew that camp was for my kids. In any case what happened is this uh this town uh named bayview has developed into a vacation spot for people who can afford the upkeep of a second home and it is a it literally is a community it's a home and only practicing christians are allowed to buy them or even inherit them homeowners according to a bylaw introduced 1947 and then is strengthened in 1986 required to produce evidence of their faith by providing things like a letter from a Christian minister testifying to their active participation in a church. We're not just talking about people who are Christians. We're talking about people who go to church and pray. But it doesn't have to be Methodist. You can be any kind of a Christian as long as you're Christian. And what they're saying is it's simply part of practicing our own beliefs well, uh, not according to the ACLU. Uh, lawsuit, of course, that this community is in clear violation of constitutional, civil, and religious rights and federal housing rights. I mean, it violates everything. But we'll see what happens. My guess is uh, it's pretty unconstitutional because we're not just talking about a camp camp. We're not just talking about sort of a a little community. We're talking about a full community, houses, all of it. Now we're going into federal violation of law if only a group of person, be it Muslim, be in this case, be Christian, be it atheists, where you have to declare under the penalty of perjury you don't believe in God. I think they're going to lose big time. I really do. It's a great story, isn't it? All right, let's take some phone calls. Hello, Doug. Welcome to Handle yes, on the sir. Law. Yes, what can I do for you? Yeah, I really appreciate t- taking the call. Sure. I'm a contractor,
1: and I'm owed. Uh, I was paid a. It's a nineteen thousand dollar bill. I know you don't want to do numbers, but they paid me the deposit of eighty. Oh, still owe can, me eleven. Yeah, you can do
0: numbers. Sorry. Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. Um, they still owe me eleven grand, and and I know that's above the ten thousand uh, dollar small claims. Uh, and I don't really know how to go about this, Bill. Okay, that's easy. Are First you of all, uh,
0: you, no, no. Uh, what you do is you waive the thousand uh, dollars, and just ah, figure if you it. if you can get ten thousand, you go for ten thousand because the jurisdiction. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, because to get a lawyer uh, is now going to cost you way over what you're going to possibly get, so it doesn't pan out. So you basically say you're owed eleven thousand uh, dollars. You're asking for ten, even though you sue for eleven thousand dollars. You pretend. As if it's uh, that there is no jurisdictional limits. Okay, you just pretend. And what happens is you want the judge to know that it's eleven thousand dollars and you want the judge to say, all I can give you, Doug, is ten thousand dollars.
2: Understood. You
0: know, just makes the judge more apt to give you the full amount.
1: Bill, there's a wrinkle. Can I throw sure. this answer real quick? Sure. She and she is a retired. Uh, it's a roof replacement that I did. She's retired and she's on a reverse mortgage. Now she's telling me, I don't know. I don't know this house anymore. I don't know this house. And doesn't matter. She's, she's the, the one. It doesn't matter. It Doesn't matter.
0: She's the one that hired you. I contracted with
1: her, and does her? Well, her mortgage company saying we don't know you any more money. That and they might not.
0: It. They might not. But it's it. it she's she the does. one. That she contracted with. Mortgage company didn't contract with you, so you're going to get a judgment against her individually. Understood. Very okay, I all right. It, Bill. Thank Not you. a problem. Yeah, it was easy. Uh, here, oh, Linda. Hello, Linda. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
3: Hi. Um, my question is um, on February 1st, my landlord said I need to be out by April 7th. I found a place and I told her that I'd be moving out March at the end of March, or March 1st, rather. And she said I need to pay for two more weeks because I didn't give her 30 days'
0: notice. But she gave you the notice <laughs> to, get, to leave. Exactly. Yeah, you're exactly. fine. So what's your question, Linda? Okay. That was my question. Oh, yeah. No, no it. no, it doesn't matter who gives who the notice. As long as she has uh, the 30 days' notice uh it's she's gotten it she has more than the 30-day notice because linda she's the one that gave you the notice exactly so yeah you smile and go uh why don't you tell that to a judge and argue that i didn't (laughs) give you the notice when you gave me the notice what you're going to argue you didn't know see that's the (laughs) argument the whole point of notice is to give plenty of lead time that's what notice (laughs) is about so uh yeah i mean she's going to be i don't think she's going to go anyplace with that maybe she does uh wouldn't that be funny uh, Vanessa. Hi, Vanessa. Welcome to Handle on the Law.
4: Hi. Uh, so, I have a what I think is a stalker. He's detained in somewhere out of California, and uh, he's in there for statutory rape. He's been sending me letters for the past three to five years about how he wants to be with me and how he's going to have me no matter what. And, um, I call, you know, I go to the police station nearby. Show them all these letters. They say, "Look, this is what this guy's writing me," and they're like, "Well, you can't do anything."
0: All right, hold and... on. Yes, yeah, yeah. Actually, you can, and they're because she's they're you're not being stalked. What you're doing, you being is being written to saying we're going to be together. Yes. Okay, and, that's technically uh-huh. not a stalking. Okay. However, you can mm-hmm. do something about it. What you do is call uh, the warden of the prison, for starters, and uh, share the letters with him. You call, I did do that. And what did the warden um, say?
4: They told me that it would go into his evaluation because he was due to get out at a certain time. Okay. They're like, okay, his evaluation's coming up. We'll take note of that. So um, a while later, it, it just recently happened where I called them just to see what the status was because it's getting a little close to that time where I know he's going to be out. And um, they're like, oh, he's still due, and they gave me the same date they gave me last time. So they like they basically didn't do anything and I was like, okay, is there anything that I can do after he gets out? Anything They're I understand
0: like, no, here's what you can. Can, here's the other thing you okay. can do is once he is out and mm-hmm. he does other than send you letters okay. uh, and, unless they are it's it's hard to prove stalking, just sending you letters, just toss them out. If he keeps sending you letters every week uh, it, it's there's a point where it's harassment, not stalking. Okay. Uh and just harassing you in and of itself is a crime. Uh well not a crime. Certainly uh, you can get an in, uh you can get a, a uh, an injunction against him. And if an it's someone if know. it's someone who is a felon and is enjoined from uh contacting you and goes ahead and contacts you, that is violation of a court order and he can get he can get in a lot of trouble for that one, which is uh oh. hopefully what you happens. So, Uh, what you want to do is file an injunction. Uh, As a matter of fact, I would even file one where he is uh, in jail. Uh, Where is he in jail right now?
4: He's in Florida.
0: Okay, so find out if you can go to that jurisdiction in Florida and file an injunction against him, a restraining order. You may be able to do it. You may be able to do it in California. I think you can do it in Florida. And I think a judge under the circumstances will issue one. If he keeps on going, he's in violation of a court order. So that's not going to help him at all when he is looking to be released. uh, Because what happens is uh, you write to the board, parole board or whatever, and say, uh, look at this. He's in violation. However, if he has done his time, uh, Vanessa, he's out. Mm -hmm. They're not going to keep him in jail for more than that. And then if he starts doing it, you go to the DA, too. So you have your injunction that you file a temporary restraining order. You file Florida, if you can, figure out how you Mm -hmm. can do that. Because you can do it, of course, but I want you to do it cheaply so you don't have to hire a lawyer over there. Uh, You can get a restraining order here just by walking into court and uh, filing an order on your affidavit. The judge will give it to you, a temporary restraining order. Mm -hmm. And uh, then the DA's office, if it turns out, he keeps on doing it. Okay?
4: Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Okay.
0: You got it. I have no idea if any of that helps. I made all of that up just now. But it sounded good, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's marginal legal advice. No, I think that was legit. I, th- I actually think that was legit. All right. This is Handle on the Law. I can't wait to go home. This is KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. Bill Handel here. Uh, Pleasure having you here. This is Handle on the Law. Marginal legal advice. Hello, Ryan. Uh, Welcome to Handle on the Law. What can I do for you? Hey, Bill. About
5: four years ago, I got a retail credit card. And uh, just recently, they switched uh, companies from HSBC to Citi which is fine. I still have the card, but now it looks like a brand-new card on my credit report, and I've gotten hit on my number of on-time payments and my open age of credit.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. They they do that. So um, I, there's no legal recourse here, Ryan. Uh, yeah, there,
5: that's, I figured there was no legal recourse.
0: But you know what? I, you can dispute it. You can go to the credit card company, and uh, if nothing else uh, regarding that one card, I mean, they have to – They have to let you make comments on any issue, so you can simply, on that one card issue, simply say, uh, they switch cards on me. But the problem is, Ryan, that no one bothers to look at that stuff. All they look is FICO scores. Right. So if you've got a drop of 30 points on your FICO score because of it, and you know for a fact that had you not had that drop, you would have qualified for the credit. You just call someone and go, hey, guys, look at my credit report. You'll see what's going on with that. And this was me paying my bills, but through some technical shift, I got nailed. And I think that's all you can do is make a phone call and throw yourself on the mercy of the court. The credit card uh, folks have you by the gonads. There's no way around it. Yeah. yeah, I know. Isn't that fun to hear? Yeah, yeah I know. God bless all of them, right? Hey, Dan. Hi, how are you? I'm good. What can I do for you? Well, I had
5: a, uh, a, a case with uh, Chase Bank uh, several years ago, and uh, they uh, – oh, shoot. Oh, honey.
0: What is, what is going on? I'm trying to let my wife in the back door. Oh, I thought... It sounded like you were having sex with your wife. Oh, uh, well, that was last night. It anyways, was going to be... Uh, listen, how Bill, long have you been... Wait a second, How long have you been married, Dan? 25 years. And you still have sex with your wife?
5: Well, yeah. Every once in a while. I might be stretching it just a little bit. Yeah, uh, hey. Wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, Bill, what it is is uh, I had a uh, an account with Chase, and uh, they... Uh, well, I went out on disability and I had insurance. So, uh, what happened was, uh, uh, I had to get letters signed by my doctor at the VA, and, uh, which he did, but they got it about a month late, so they dishonored my insurance and they, uh, sued me. So I hired wait, a lawyer. They
0: sued. Wait a second. They sued you for what they paid you, I'm assuming, right? Uh,.
5: No, for the continuing payments, there was still like another four grand owed on the. Right, but uh, what did, what did the they account.
0: sue? But what did they sue you for?
5: Uh, well, I, I would have to look at the paper again if I could find it. Yeah, and, uh, I doubt.
0: You know what? I, that doesn't make a lot of sense that they're suing you. I mean, it makes sense that they just simply stop the payments, or they're suing, uh, well, or they're I'm, suing you for payments they've that they've already paid you that they think they shouldn't have paid you.
5: It, it, what it was was chase had sold the account to a second collector.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh well the-
5: then uh, uh, what happened was uh I hired a an attorney and the attorney has since gone out of business and he's got all of my original paperwork and they said, "Well, if you want your original paperwork, uh fill out this form releasing that lawyer from uh from all uh uh to-dos about the case." No, all you can do is wait. A- original all papers. you
0: can do is substitute him out. He has the right attorney. It doesn't matter. Substitute him out for you. And then you can hire okay. another attorney. In other words, uh, he, you sign no harm, no foul. What you don't want to do is say that he has no further liability that okay. you don't want to do. But an attorney, well, that's what they're asking me to do. No, you say no. You say okay. absolutely not. I will substitute you out. And if they say they will not release the file no. unless you release them of liability, you go, that's a state bar complaint right now. Okay. That's well, a that that's... is a state bar complaint because that's pure extortion.
5: Yeah, because you know uh, he didn't do fifteen hundred dollars. Doesn't worth matter. I get, I get it. I get it. You can also
0: but... you can also sue him in small claims court for your fifteen hundred dollars. But okay, it doesn't that's matter. Straight... That's after I'm you more get the worried file.
5: About what Chase is going to do to me now?
0: Well, you got to hire a lawyer. I see. Yeah. Okay. More money out of pocket. Well, uh, except you're going to sue him for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, okay. That's one and you're going to substitute him out and put yourself in as the attorney and then you can hire an attorney and then and then you then the attorney substitutes himself in you don't want to okay. you want to do it in two separate actions All right Sounds like a
2: Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Melina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Melina. Visit meetmelinaca.com. Let's talk today.
0: All right, you got it. Actually, it sounds like a loser, but that's what he should do. Lawyers. God, I hate lawyers. Lawyers. I haven't decided, decided where lawyers are on the food chain. They're somewhere between curable and incurable lepers. There's no, they're just not, uh, if my daughters wanted to be lawyers, I'd kill them. I'd go, you know what, you don't want to be a lawyer. Well, how about be a hooker? I'd rather have you on the street than be a lawyer. It's more honest work. This is Handle on the Law.
3: And even when your hope is gone, move along, move along,
0: just to make it thriller. When all you gotta keep is strong, move along, move along, like I know you do. Welcome back to uh, KFYAM 640, more stimulating talk. Bill Handle here. This is Handle on the Law marginal legal advice all right Sita or is that seda Seta. Seda. seda. Well, that was close all right what can i do for you young lady
3: all right here's here's the deal i was living in texas last year in august i needed a car desperately i had crappy credit so um i went online and a dealership picked me up and said come on over i can help i sat there all day they went through the whole spiel they they tried to dump me off with these cars that had eighty, ninety thousand 90,000 miles on it. Finally, they got me a loan car that had 3,000 miles on it, and they said, come back in three days and it's yours. So they did the paperwork. Everything was supposedly copacetic. I, like an idiot, trusted them because they look like Opie and your next-door neighbor, and they were Texans, and I believed them. So I signed the initials, signed the contract, and nothing else. I leave. I'm wondering where my paperwork is, where's my plates. They tell me, you got to go back to the dealer. Two months later, I go back, I get my plates, and I said, where's all the paperwork? I need copies. Oh, here's the copies. So I move back to Cali. I'm here. I decide to go see if I could refi or maybe dump this car off because I really didn't dig it. But um, I went to a Volkswagen dealership, and this nice general manager sat down with me and reviewed all my paperwork and said, hey, you know you have extended warranty on this thing? And I said, no, never asked for that. And he goes, well, you have it. And how about this? You have gap insurance also. I said, I never asked for that either. He goes, well, you've got it. He goes, but interesting, none of that paperwork is signed. It's on your loan." But the separate documents uh, for the extended warranty and All right. the gap insurance. Got it.
0: How much? And how much more? How much more is it costing you for that? Uh,
3: almost four grand.
0: All right. Well, how much a month? Uh, I don't know
3: what the breakdown is. All
0: right, so and is- it's four thousand uh, dollars, almost four grand. Over what period of time are you going to be paying uh, this? It's a five year. All right. So it's uh, a five year extended warranty at four thousand dollars. So it's what about eight hundred bucks a year? Uh, seventy yeah, bucks. What
3: happened is they forged my
0: signature. Oh, yeah, I understand that. They, they forged your signature on the additional uh, payments of seventy, eighty dollars a month, right? Yeah, and
3: All they right. sold me a used car
0: and marked it as new. Ah, now we're talking some serious violation. Now that's yeah. another issue because they can always say you signed it. No, I didn't. Yeah, you forged it. No, I didn't. And even assuming you lose, you get gap insurance, which is not a bad thing to get. And the extended warranty, which is not the end of the world either. Um, you, you may not want, you may have not wanted it, but it's uh, you know, I, it's not the end of the world. You got something that you didn't particularly want, but there's real value there, uh, especially if the car breaks down. Depending on the extended warranty company, because they tend to sell you real crap warranties, which is why I always go exactly. to dealer. I always go to dealerships and buy the warranty from the dealer, uh, but you're going to pay more money, but it's legit. Now, right. selling you a new, a used car and saying it's new, that's a different issue. Yeah. How do you prove uh, that? Because lo- that is a serious okay, violation of law. Uh, how do you prove exactly.
3: that? Their, their loophole is that it was a loan car and it never was titled. So I'm actually the first person to have title on it, but it had 3,000 plus miles on it, but they marked the box as new. Uh,
0: yeah, that's, uh-huh. that is a little loophole, but that's, A new car does not have 3,000 miles on it. And I don't know the rules, uh, whether that loophole is going to work or not. Uh, But I would argue uh, that one is an interesting one. I'd love to see case law on that. And uh, and the problem is you bought it in Texas. So you're living in California. You have to deal with Texas. Now, uh, the other side of that, 3,000 miles on a car is virtually new. I mean, you, you think about it for a moment. Uh, let's say you lose all of it, okay? Uh, what you did is paid for a new car, and it had 3,000 miles on it. Uh, who doesn't think that a 3,000-mile uh, car is not new? And you're talking about a, a Volkswagen? Is that right?
3: No, I bought, I bought a Chrysler, but it was a lone car, and several people had used it. Who knows how they drove well, it? Well, it
0: doesn't matter how they drove it. You, it. They could have. It's still the car is new. I mean, it's uh you'd see some damage if they drove it damaged you look at the tires for example are they worn you look at the the upholstery is someone smoke and put their cigarette out on the seat uh so <laughs> it's it's not the end of the world in other words uh, you you got ripped off say I'm not arguing you you didn't get ripped off the issue yeah, is how badly were you ripped off where it seems and about the forgery I understand, days but days. that's a criminal issue. I'm not saying you got ripped off. Say no, you got ripped off. Seda, you got ripped uh-huh. off. However, you Ooh. didn't get ripped off of $25,000. You got ripped off because here's a, a car we're selling is new and it has 3,000 miles on it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, now, is that worth the case? Is a lawyer going to pick that up? Is it worth flying back to Texas and filing a small claims court? Maybe. A suit? Sure, but you have to go to Texas and you have to file and you have to show up. So and that may be worth it. I don't know. And you want to look at the value of a car. Uh, well,
3: I'm all, in December. I was already 13000 dollars upside down, and I That doesn't matter.
0: That doesn't matter. That's, uh well,
3: nobody wanted to touch the refi because technically it was a
0: used right, car, and right. nobody's going to refi. I, I get that. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. Of course, you, you exactly. took you took the car home and you didn't read the paperwork and you trusted them, and that's the other idiocy. Because they're going to exactly. say they're going to say you this is what you wanted and you can't prove it, mm-hmm. because you ended up signing all the paperwork as far as they're yeah. concerned, and now you're arguing forgery. Now, unless you can prove it's forgery, I mean, it has to be such they have to be such different signatures where it's clear cut that it's forgery. Yeah. It is. The okay. Copies they gave me. All right. Then call. Then what you want to do? All right. So call the DA, Call the district attorney. Call the D.A. in the county in Florida. Not that they're going to do anything because they don't care because they've got other yeah. fish to fry. But call the cops. Call the D.A. Because that's all you're going to go. Bottom line, Sada, you were screwed. They are. Uh, they are a bunch of thieves. They are a bunch of criminals. But it's such a small case that no one is going to touch it. All right. Yeah, you got screwed. You got screwed, but you didn't get screwed that badly. It's not. Cases uh, like, I loaned uh, my best friend $100,000 and won't pay me back, and I have no place to go, and he went bankrupt. That's serious. They sold it as new. It has 3,000 miles on it. <sighs> okay. You know, it's it's a drag. It's horrible, but it's not the end of the world. You know, it's not like you've been cut open. here, guts are spilling out. And then warranties. You know, it's, it's not bad to have a warranty. It really isn't. And gap insurance, man, people who don't have gap insurance are crazy. I'm just letting you know that. You want gap insurance. This is Handle on the Law. Hey. This is KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk, Bill Handle Saturday morning, and welcome back to Handle on the Law. All right, uh, Brooklyn. Yes, now, not hi. Queen, not not Queens, but Brooklyn. Yes, hi. Love that, you? love that name, Brooklyn. What can I do for you?
2: Um, yeah, I have a question. I um, actually sold my RV, my, my my boyfriend's RV, to a new friend. Um, we had um, an agreement in writing stating that he would pay back um, the first down payment that we agreed upon after a month, and then the remaining balance um, by the end of March of this year. Um, He went MIA, um, he called us, and uh, he said that the RV was towed. And um, he was not on the title. We did not switch over the title or anything like that. And um, he asked for my boyfriend's driver's license number. And, of course, my boyfriend gave it to him, thinking, you know, it was a technical... I'm not sure why. Stupid on his part, I I think. Um, And... um, the guy we ended up finding out that the tow truck company actually released the car to him, to to the friend, and um, he was not on the title. He did something with the um, driver license. Uh,
0: All I, right, I did know. he now? Yeah, he was not. Is he on title now, Brooklyn? My, my boyfriend. No, uh, the guy no. who took the, the uh, No. The, pardon. No, he's not. Okay, so so what's your question?
2: My question is, do we have um, a case of oh, a yeah. truck company?
0: I, well, I don't know, because if he, if they came in forging a document, if he came in with a forged document. But it gets really interesting, because uh, when I try to take a, a car out of uh, out of Hawk, uh, my daughter's car had been stolen. And it had been towed away, uh, because that's what the police do. I had to go get the car, and mm-hmm. it was in my name. I had to show all this ID uh, to prove it. Now, right. it could be if he forged your name and then showed the ID. It's him. Then you have a criminal violation. This is that simple. You call the police uh, right. because not only is a it forgery, it's a theft. He stole right. your car. He stole your RV. Right. Uh, so, do you have a, a claim against the towing company? Probably not. Really? Yeah. Because well, how how do they determine that it is uh, a forgery? Do they assume it's a forgery? Well, no, because
2: honestly, I've had to deal with a tow in the past once before, and they are so strict about you being on the title of the car. If you are not on the title,
0: but you know, but wait a minute, wait a minute, you, what did they? What did he forge?
2: I'm assuming that he forged a bill of sale. That,
0: that, you're, that and that is not enough. You're right about that. If it was not showing title. See, I thought he forged a title document. No, no. no. Oh, okay. Then I think the uh, tow company is liable, and he is also in trouble for theft yeah. and and forgery. All of that. But yes, if the title, if the uh, tow company just released it on a bill of sale, that is not enough. You're asking.
2: And abs- yeah, no idea or anything. Yeah, either. no,
0: no. I think what's the value of the RV?
2: Um, about five, six thousand
0: dollars. Oh yeah, yeah. I I instantly sue the tow company in small claims court. And still go after uh, your old buddy or your new buddy that turned out to be not such a buddy and just get a police yeah. report on him. When you get yeah. your money, if you get your money from a tow, uh, the tow yard, you are that's it. You've been reimbursed. You you can't have a double hit. Right. Okay. But I'd so go after. That,
2: okay.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do
2: you think that, I, that we should um, try to negotiate something with the tow truck?
0: Nope. Nope. I don't think they're going to do anything for you. I think you just straight out take them to court. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if they're willing to pay you, I mean, sure, you call up and you go, hey, I want my money. They're going to tell you to go pound sand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be a court case. Kyle, you're up. Welcome to Handle on the Law. Hi, Kyle. Thank you. So, um, Bill, I work uh, at this after-school
1: um, program, and we there's kids coming into this location and to learn about um, science and stuff. And next door is the sushi restaurant, and they relentlessly smoke their cigarettes. And they walk in front of our after school program, and we every every day I smell the cigarette smoke come through the building. Okay, and every day I walk out there and say no smoking because we did put a sign up front right there that says no smoking, and they're ignoring and
0: they're smoking. Well, day. hold on, let me ask you a question. You put a sign up, and you've decided there's no smoking on the street.
1: Well, um, I, I didn't make the legal decision. The law does. I believe the law does say that no, there is no smoking within 200 feet of operable windows and doors of a. Of a, of, a, of a school, but All right. the thing is, this is not a large enough facility to be considered a school. Well,
0: you got a problem here. Either it is a school or it is not a school. That's starters. Can okay. you legally prove that you are a school?
1: Well, I mean, we do. We, we, uh, kids come in and we do teach some stuff, but I, I don't like that. Hey, I like the,
0: kids, the, the, let me tell you, my kids tutor kids and they come into our house. Does that mean it's a school?
1: Well, you could argue that,
0: but I think the question... No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. You can argue all you want. Is it a school? Has it been determined to be a school? There are licensing issues with a the school. There are... It's a nonprofit with a school, and there's all kinds of requirement by state law that says this is a school, and you have to meet these requirements. Are you a school? Um, I mean, obviously, I would consider myself a school. I don't care school. what you there's would consider school. yourself. <laughs> Come on, Kyle. I would consider myself a, uh, a, uh, a school. Hey, how about this? I just robbed the bank. I don't consider myself a bank robber or a felon. Does anybody care? But think of the kids in the smoke. I mean, there's got to be something I can do. Legally? Yeah. Right? Get, le- I don't know what you can do. Think about it. You're dealing with the law. And the law says that you within the, as as you give me the law because you obviously uh know more about that specific statute or ordinance than I do and that is within 200 feet of a school. You're not a school. What more do you want? Well, I consider it a school. I don't care. Nobody cares but they, but what you children. consider. And nobody cares, Kyle. Nobody cares. About nobody story. cares. That's right. Those kids could all get lung cancer right there in front of you, and nobody cares. <laughs> oh, God. I know. It's just uh, how frustrating is that, huh? This is Handle on the Law. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps>